Okay. I don't know how loud this is going to be. All right. Uh, welcome back to Seeing It This Way. Probably two years since I last did one of these. It's fine. I've been busy. Um, but today we're going to have a repeat guest for the first time um, in person. Last time we did um, Deja Entendu and it was horrible quality over a phone. Yeah. I don't remember. Or computer or whatever. Um, but now they are here in person. So You are is, here in person. And I, you're, that's true. You're always here. I am here in person at their house. Um, and we've been meaning to do this podcast for a really long time, uh, so I'm really excited. Uh, so today we're talking about Taking Back Sundays, Tell All Your Friends, which is classic. Um, I have a lot of thoughts. Neon has a lot of thoughts. Um, it's me. I'm the repeat guest. This yes. Is Neon. Yes. This is Neon. Do you want to say anything about yourself? Formerly of the Deja on Tendu was the one we did before. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. That's it. Great. Um, yeah, so Nian and I have been friends for a really, really long time, um, and we've listened to a lot of emo together, uh, and yeah, we have a lot of things to say about this album. So I'll start really quickly. I'm not going to. Who does? Yeah, I'm not going to get as much into like, what does emo mean to you? Because we've already covered that, and like, we're just going to like get right into the shit. Um, okay, so album context. So this album came out. I want to say in 2002. I feel very prepared. Um, I think it was 2003. This is already going great. 2002. 2002! Okay. So 2002, um, it was recorded in December 2001. So, and obviously, um, I, we'll briefly talk about the New Jersey versus Long Island emo. Um, it's not really a debate. I don't think anyone cares that much. But, uh, we saw Thursday last night and they were like quintessential New Jersey emo. And as a Long Island emo kid, um, I feel like Long Island emo to me is like the email but it's fine we can get into that um but yes this album was written on long island in a rented room apparently according to wikipedia um and yeah lots of long island drama um jesse lacy was in this band briefly and then john nolan like stole his girlfriend so then he left sad times but not really because jesse's a piece of garbage um yeah so there's a lot of drama going into this album and this band, um, in relation to Brand New, which obviously there's that huge rivalry and that took over my school and many other people's schools. Um, yeah, so what else about this album context? I was in, were we in seventh grade or eighth grade? I don't know. Two thousand March 2002. Oh, album context also is that this was recorded on Victory Records, and yesterday after the <laughs> Thursday show, I was thinking about this, how, like, War All the Time was Thursday's Victory release, and everyone was like, they sold out, because they, like, signed to Victory. <laughs> and it's all your friends just, like, came out on Victory. That's funny. I mean, with Victory, I think, had a worse reputation over time. Um, like, I think now everyone knows they're kind of garbage, but maybe back then it was less of a thing. I don't know. People were really mad if Thursday for it, but I don't know why. Maybe they weren't. I'm going to cut this out. Well, I think, yeah, Taking Back Sunday was a less serious band than Thursday was, so, in some way. Um, yeah, so, okay, I want to say I was in seventh grade when it came out. Did you hear it in seventh grade? No. I think I heard it in eighth grade. I'm pretty sure. 
well, no, actually, it might have been seventh grade, because I heard brand new, I think, at the end of seventh grade or early eighth grade. Um, but nonetheless, it was roughly eighth grade, which is, like, the perfect time hmm. to hear this album, because it was so, like, melodramatic and beautiful. Um, and Adam was, like, super cute. And, um, yeah, and, like, just the fact that there was so much drama around it. Like, there was so much, like, you could have, like, there was, you know, people could choose a side, like, brand new versus Taking Back Sunday, Mics are for singing, not swinging, etc. Um, like, because both those bands are from Long Island, that was, like, a big deal in my school. Um, like, even, like, the cool kids in my school listened to Taking Back Sunday. Like, the popular kids, like, were singing You're So Last Summer. In which Long is Island. Very, yeah, on Long Island, which is very bizarre. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily super common, but in my school that was the case. Like, everyone listened to Taking Back Sunday. Um, so it was, like, a really big deal when it came out. And, um... We'll get into this when we get into song specifics, but I definitely have a lot of, like, specific memories around a lot of these songs, I think, in eighth grade. So, Whoa. yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you have any other anything you want to add for album context? I heard it in... I heard it freshman year of high school, and I think I knew about all the drama, too. It had traveled to... I'm in school in Manhattan, but I'm from Brooklyn, but it had traveled to New York, but it wasn't, <laughs> like... It wasn't as present, I think, because it wasn't, yeah. like, our scene, but it was still, like, mm-hmm. sort of in the vicinity. And yeah. I felt really... I feel like this was, like, the first big album... The album that was, like, huge in my friend group where, like, we knew the immediate context around it. Like, it felt, mm-hmm. like, very close to us in a way that, like, other yeah. albums didn't because they weren't close to us. They were, like, far away. Whatever. <laughs> um, we were, like, oh, this is... Like, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I think my friend group listened... Friend and drama group was listening to a lot of brand new and CBS and, like, getting into the feud. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, and it was a really. I feel like I feel like it came at a really like dramatic time in my life. Also, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it's. I guess like the short version of it is like as people know, like I am not always very good at talking about feelings and have only gotten better <laughs> at a time. Have truly had truly never done it, and I had like this is my context, but like <laughs> had like sort of a crush on this person. I don't know. A lot of dramatic stuff was happening in my life that I don't even really remember. But I think it was, like, the first time in my life that I was, like, confiding to someone about, like, my feelings and, like, being, like, vulnerable about a lot of things. And it was honestly agonizing. (laughs) And I would just, like, talk to this person on the phone and then, like, listen to tell all your friends, like, nonstop. And, like, be like, this is just, like, this song. No, it's just, like, this song. (laughs) It's a lot like this song. Oh, yeah. I feel like it was a perfect, like, soundtrack for being like, all right, let's, like, think about our feelings. Yes. And I'm very excited to to talk about song specifics because this album I would say similar to Deja Entendu but this album was like the most the lyrics were like the most quoted like so many lines from this album were just like perfect for like profiles and away messages just like perfectly curated and like mostly like mostly angry I would say like I gravitated towards the angrier lines yeah because it was like cool yeah I think that was cool about it It was like a good space for like exploring like angry yes like emoting anger and I think too and we can always talk about like being socialized as like not a man like I think thinking about like people who are not men listening to this music and how and how it like helps them express emotions that might be seen as like less not like quote-unquote feminine or like things that like girls or people who aren't men like aren't are taught that like they should like only express in certain ways so I feel like for me it like probably meant different things to me than like the dudes that I'm people writing to it. it. Or the yeah. people, especially the people writing it, of course. Yeah. yeah. I think the other thing that's interesting about it is, like, that made it so primed for that is, like, I was listening to it, re-listening to it in preparation for this, and, like, 
I feel like so many of the songs are written in this really collage style way where I'm like, they're yes! just like throwing in Literally. lines. Yes. It's and random. So, yeah. It's mad random. It's like going through your notes app and like picking out different like lines and being like, yeah. okay, this, 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 and now it's a song. And like, that's what yep. made it so quotable. I think. Exactly. Like, I think, I think, I think the songs as a whole, like a song as a whole it, they weren't that cohesive. Like, yeah. it was just, like, random... Yeah, like, lines were literally pasted into it. And I think, too, actually, I feel like I talked about this. It's kind of this unique... Like, emo had this unique... This emo specifically, like, third wave emo, had this unique structure where, like, there were, like, three choruses and, like... Like, it was kind of... It wasn't just the straightforward, like... like Verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, yeah. chorus, yes. And there were, like, multiple bridges and different breakdowns. Yeah. And it was, like, kind of a more unique, strong structure... Then I think people would kind of give it credit for like it was interesting and it was like very catchy and I think that's why it was so easy to know the lyrics so easy to like get them stuck in your head because it was really like kind of like chorus 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 yeah chorus breakdown break break. like, like yeah like it was like hook after hook which is brilliant like brilliant songwriting in the sense of their earworms like all yeah. of them. Um, so it was kind of this thing, because it's like, okay, like, you're making earworms, but it's not, like, pop. Like, it's poppy, but it's certainly this other thing. Like, it's, yeah. So I thought that was interesting, like, that they did, you know, I don't think they get enough credit for that, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was also, like, more sonically interesting than people give it credit for. Like, there's a lot of, like, layering. There's, like, there a lot, a of, lot like, of, layering. vocals over vocals over heavy. this other thing, like. Gang vocals. Yeah. Or. Gang vocals. Yeah. A lot of call and response vocals. Um, like, piano, like, multi-instrumentation. So they were taking, mm-hmm. they were, like, experimenting a lot. They were putting a lot into it. But I think also because of that, it makes it hard. Like, I never know. I mean, also the titles were, like, all these really random phrases. But I never know oh which God. title refers to which song. Because they can't yes. be like, oh, that's the song about they're this not, thing. I know! Not, like, they're not related! Yeah. That was the thing that fucking... I know. Taking Back Sunday was worse about this than any other band. Brandy was kind of bad at this, but Taking Back Sunday... And Fall Out Boy, too. But Taking Back Sunday, it was like... The title had nothing to do with the song. Yeah. So it's like, I don't fucking know. Well, like, for Brandy with, like, Panic at the Disco and all those, like... Oh, or God, Fall Out Boy, yeah. like, the title often had nothing to do with the song, but the song was, like, about a specific narrative or, yes. like, moment. And Taking Back Sunday is like, not only is the song not, not about, not about <laughs> anything, not about but anything. also here's a really random title. Yes. I'm like, okay, that is cool. so true. And I think that's really the unique difference. Like, you're right. Like, even on Deja, like a song had a story. Yeah. Like, there was a story for each song. Like, a narrative. You'd be like, Guernica is, like, the grandpa song. Right, like, Gr- right. doesn't have to do with the grandpa, but, yep, like, that's yep. what it is. Or a song about, like, being sad on tour, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, or, like, you know, the predatory songs. Um, yeah. And again, yeah, just want to emphasize, Jesse Lacey, bad person. Really bad person. I feel sad about that still, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, and then really quickly, too, I guess before we get into the actual song-specific things, um... I was just complaining to Nian about this because I I never actually read the book Nothing Feels Good. Um, Like, I don't care because I could have written it. It's fine. But, like, I was, like, perusing through it because my friend I'm staying with has a copy. And there's one chapter in this huge book that's, like, women and emo. And I was like, okay, sure. Like, I will look through this. And it's about, like, pretty much misogyny and emo. It's written by a dude, obviously. It's six pages out of, like, the 200-something that book is. <laughs> and I was like, yep, classic. And then a lot of it, actually, they do, of course, bring up Taking Back Sunday, because I would say they are one of the worst offenders of, like, you know, misogynistic lyrics and, and whatnot. Um, but it was just, like, interesting, because it was like, okay, you're still not writing, like, enough about this. It's like, you're, like, touching the surface, but it's still not anything, like, actually real. 
And I don't know. I was just like super offended by it. And they actually didn't even bring up Brand New, which is kind of funny. Um, they really focused in on um, Taking Back Sunday. Um, yeah, which is interesting because yeah. I think they're both equal offenders. Well, um, I think like back, especially when this came out, because the narrative was like, oh, like John stole like right. this guy's girlfriend. Like yes. Taking Back Sunday were always like the bad guys like in my head. Yeah. And yeah. then you're like, maybe yeah. they weren't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. Yeah, no, that is true, right? Yeah, like, and now was... I'm also like, what a stole your girlfriend means. Like, maybe she was just like, Jesse's like a creep, and I'm gonna go date, no, date this new creep now. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, because yeah, 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 yeah. That's true, because it was Jesse's girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Like, we don't know. Who knows? You should, like, stop hitting on teenagers. Like... Exactly. <laughs> stop being a fucking creep predator. Um. Yeah, so just like that was just interesting, because I feel like I want all of these podcasts to talk about misogyny, because it's like the one of the uniting factors i think in third wave emo um and also like and also like but it also does acknowledge in the book too that most a lot of the fans oh so say a lot of the fans were women of course and girls and then thinking about that too it's like okay well what messages are we receiving how are we interpreting it um and then like kind of putting it back out there um yeah and then he couldn't think of any emo bands with women in them so he thought of one and that one was not Rainer Maria. So I was or Straylight Run. Or Straylight Run or like whatever, a lot of other bands. Yeah. Um, on Saddle Creek. But um, yeah, so whatever. So misogyny, annoying. People don't even write about it enough in this music um, or talk about it or do anything about it. Um, and especially at this time, because like the internet was not as much of a thing at all in 2002. Mm-hmm. Like I think this is kind of the same, I think, as with Deja. Like if it ca- this came out now, I think there would be a lot more discourse around it. Yeah. Um, like, the lyrics and what they mean. And, like, I think, you know, like, I'm assuming when Adam Lazaro, like, and John Nolan wrote this album, they were probably not 13, right? They were probably, like, 20. Yeah. So it's, like, okay. Like, your your lyrics are very stalkerish. Um, so I think there would definitely be a lot more discussion around it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was okay. a little, like, yeah. We can get into this later. Yes. Okay, okay, sorry. Okay, so now, um, so I guess we kind of touched on, it was kind of like, where were you when you first heard this album? Mm-hmm. But I guess we kind of briefly talked about at least where we were at in our lives. Yeah, I have a very vivid moment, like a visual memory of being in like the city hall, like train station, was like waiting for the R train with my fucking headphones, being so sad. Yeah. That's where I was, in the city hall train station. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was probably related to my stupid boyfriend that I talk about in all these podcasts, my eighth grade boyfriend. Um... And I think, also this was, again, in the time of, like, downloading music, so I think it was, like, I slowly gathered all of the songs from the album, and, like, some of them were kind of wrong, and they were never in the right order, and, like, some of them were demos, and it was, like, that kind of thing, so it was it still did not feel like it was not a cohesive mm. album experience. Like, I never owned the album. It I had it burned downloads. on a CDR. <laughs> yeah, But I think it was, like, a really correct CDR. I think it was, like, my friend had the album. I had, like, a copy oh. of it. Because we did a lot of, like, sharing that way where, like, one person yeah. would get the album and then we like, burn copies yeah, for each other. So we didn't, like, burn it from, like, a Napster or, like, a LimeWire. Like, okay. Download. That's why yours was... Yeah, that's why I had, like, a demo version of Head Club that no one knows what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I think... Yeah, the one specific memory I really have in terms of just this album in general uh, was with... So my terrible terrible eighth grade boyfriend he he quoted a taking back sunday song he was dating my best friend at the time and then i dated him because that's how that works yeah and he said to her in an im she broke up with him or he broke up with her one of them broke up with the other one and then one of them said to the other one um 
if you you know you could slit my throat with my one less gasping breath, I'd apologize for bleeding on oh your shirt. Oh my god, that classic, was how classic. Yes, and that was how I like. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, I didn't know what it was because I was like, they didn't make that up. That's crazy. Yeah. So I like looked it up and then I was like, oh, it's a Taking Back Sunday song. And then I feel like I like had sort of heard your soul last summer, like, you know, somewhere. Well, that one became, that one line became a meme. It was yes. like a Zanga meme, yes. like a live journal yeah. meme and a way message it was There probably... were like shiny graphics of it. Yep. Yeah. And that, and two, and was it, no, not that one. Cute Without the E was the one with the Fight Club video. Inspired uh-huh. video. Hold on. Yeah. Cute Without the E. Yeah. Fight yeah, Club. Uh-huh. Which is like. Of course it was, but, um, yeah, but that line, so it was very specifically related to something that's like my stupid boyfriend had said to my best friend. And I was like, that line, even at that time, like, I was like, that line is dumb. Like, what the fuck? It's like the most melodramatic, stupid, emotional manipulation, like bullshit. Even me in eighth grade was like, this is fucked up and dumb. Like I knew it, like that line like went too far. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, their like experiment of what they were doing, like, they, like, just crossed over into, like, Uncanny Valley or something. Like, it was, like, nope, too much. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, that's, like, satire. Yeah. So, I just remember that very, very vividly. Um, but I think people still definitely, like, took that in and, like, really, yeah, did a lot with that line, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, it really so resonated. It, it was, like, so, like... resonate, yeah. I think so much of this album was about being, like, really pathetic. and like, Very pathetic. Like, I felt really pathetic listening to it because, like, again, like, this person that I was talking to all the time, like, I was confining, like, all of my deepest feelings to them and, like, they were, like, dating someone else at the time that was, like, a very, like, intense relationship and they were, like, calling me. So it was all these, like, feelings about, like, right. like shame and, like, being, like, really pathetic and stuff. And, like, yeah. I think it was one of those, like, and you do friend pathetic. crush, like, things. Yeah, so yeah, it was, like, this is yeah. a really great album about, like, being pathetic. Yes. And, like, <laughs> yes. Like, With also my one bad, last but, like, gasping breath. I would apologize for fucking up your shirt. Yeah. Also, you can get blood out of shirts. Yeah. You just use cold water. <laughs> no, no for anyone. Um, okay, yeah. So, right. That line was... Okay, so let's get into the songs. Because um, there's a lot. And Neon has notes on all of them. <laughs> I have my own feelings about some that I care less about, but it's fine. But it is one of those song albums that we like know all the words to still, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess we can just start... And the other thing I would say is, like, oh, yeah. as we're doing this, is that, like, yes. while I think that there's n- not a ton of narrative arc to the songs, there I feel like there is a narrative arc to the album, and so I feel like that's why it's, like, cool to talk about the songs on Okay. It. Anyway. So do you see on the bottom wrong. it said the, the ballad was on that? The what? Oh, yeah, you're right. It's fine. Um, oh, this one's good. Okay, You Know How I Do is the first song on the album. Yeah. Opens um, an incredible way to open an album. Excellent opening. Excellent opening. Love this one. Mm. Of course, this is one where it's like the whole thing is a chorus. Mm-hmm. Like there just aren't verses, like literally. Um, yeah, it's like chorus, 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 chorus breakdown. Yes, and a lot something. of a lot of repeated words. So I probably learned the song after like three times listening to it. Yeah, uh, and I will say, like, so sick of being tired and so tired of being sick. That's like an adulthood anthem, I think. Yeah, <laughs> like I related to it as you know, a thirteen to seventeen year old. But also now I'm like. 
Yeah. Yeah. I am sick of being tired. And, yeah, I feel like if it was the first song on the album, like, within that, like, dramatic arc, which I'd be like, I'm going to talk to a lot, talk about a lot in my <laughs> own life. Like, I feel like that was, like, the, like, when I was like, all right, like, I'm so done being really depressed about, like, all of these mm-hmm. things. Like, I was like, yeah, so tired of being, so sick of being tired, yes. whatever. Like, yeah. And the, such and a good, like, get up song. Yeah. And the, like, obviously desperate, desperately obvious. Yeah. That, too, was so, yeah, because I had a thousand crushes. None of them liked me. The word desperate was very, like, yeah. Desperate. Pathetic. Right. Yes. Like, and obvious. Like, both of those words are very, like, negative. Like, you don't want to be obvious and you don't want to be desperate. Yeah, there's a lot of shame are, in it. Yes. Yeah. Like, but you know that you are both. So. <laughs> and then we won't stand for hazy eyes. I think I was always like, what the fuck does that I know, mean? I kind of was like, I don't know. Like, do you have allergies? Maybe What's, like What are stone. hazy eyes? Are they stoned? What is well, that's why, maybe that's why they're talking about a struggle with drugs. Oh. Oftentimes, being high makes your eyes hazy. It um, has a downside. This is an intervention though. from crying all the time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe it's like post crying eyes. Yeah, so good at setting bad examples. I did love that line too. Mm. I mean, I just think no. This is a really solid, and I can barely smile. This is an amazing solid opener. It was just like very high energy. It comes in with, like, the da and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's, like, an introduction. It's very, like, announcing your presence. And oh, then yeah. it ends on this, like, yeah, it's, like, this kind of, like, cool layered. Yep, very like, layered. breakdown. Classic. Like all these things. Yeah, classic layered kind of bridge breakdown ending. Sunday signature thing mm-hmm. like the last like minute or two is just like layering of breakdowns um which the is outro. good and I do yeah and I do think actually this is it's kind of cool because emo is a very communal like it's very like emotions are very individual and personal and also emo is like a communal kind of what am I trying to say not like process but it's a very communal like scene I mm-hmm. guess is what I'm trying to say and then what I like about what Taking Back Sunday does is that you kind of, ha- like, if you want to sing along to it, you have to do it with other people. Because yeah. there's so many parts that you can't sing at the same time. So I feel like it kind of encourages this group, um, yeah, like, expression or something. Which, I don't know. It's kind of nice because, like, I definitely, and I think people felt really strongly about Taking Back Sunday and the album. So it became this, like, almost cathartic experience of people, like, screaming the lyrics and, like, figuring out, like, the parts and singing along together. Yeah, it's like um, a it's like a conversation. I think I was reading yeah. about how, like how the songwriting of this was like them being like <laughs> we're tired of like just like one voice song. It's right. like very polyphonic songwriting yes. where it's like they intend to have it be like multiple people right. respond multiple to each other. Is, yeah, okay. And it ends in this like cool like on and on and on and on. Oh, yeah, on. yeah. It's like such a good fade up. I know. Yeah. And then you're like, where is it going? Bike scene.
I didn't like, I didn't quote it very often. Mm. Like it was fine. I will say I don't. This is not one of my favorites on this album. You probably like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I still, well, it's also like it positions like the writer as such. Like yeah, it's one of those songs like positions the writer as a victim. It's like you know like yeah about all of the things this person is doing to him. Well, which, of course like, that's the emo like the emo way. Yeah. What is this girl doing to me? Yeah. And it's like, and then even like the sign where it's like, this is me talking now, but it's like. It's like, how could you say those things and you know that I can't keep my hands to myself? It's like, you can't? Like, why? Right. Why not? I don't know. It's very, like, making excuses for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But at the time, I feel like (laughs) I was really into this song because it's very, like, like, because of that. Like, because of this identifying with this, like, victim, like, narrative or something. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, toxic masculinity, but at the same time, it's, like, it does feel like for me, it's like, oh, I do find, kind of feel like desperate and pathetic and I like don't want to keep my hands to myself. Yeah, there's you certain know, like, things I promise not to let you know, but like here I am talking my ass off about that. <laughs> of course. There's certain things I promise not to let you multitude they were trying to get a variety of voices in the songs and michelle nolan is on some of these songs but i will say like the voice missing from these songs is the woman that you're like apparently being scorned by of course yeah (laughs) but that goes without saying in that song in that thing that i was reading about the songwriting they were like oh like we tried to do it where it's like some of the lines are from the girl and some of the lines are from the guy and i had never thought about it till that moment because i was like no it seems like all of the lines are from the guy it's it's right or it's like what a guy thinks that a girl like it's still from a guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what a guy thinks maybe that girl might say about it. But it's like, yeah. that was certainly not clear. And I don't think it came off like that. That's like, I was doing the same thing about like EXO Tour Life, like Little Uzi song. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I never got that idea from the song. Like, no. I, I did a little bit. It's just one like, like sad person. Um, yeah. Oh, and I think too, like again, the white emo is so good. Was so good for me. And I think can be so bad for like really entitled like boys is like it's a lot of rationalizing and making yourself the victim of things you're doing that are really shitty like rationalizing shitty things yeah it's kind of like this like third wave emo like that's like the thing it is um and i think again like in general that's not amazing because it's like not about accountability at all yeah also like again at that time for me like dealing with new feelings and like middle school high school and like learning how to like navigate feeling like shit like it was really helpful to me yeah, because I feel like through these songs you learn, like, this emotional vocabulary that, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like I feel like I used to quote, like, the, the outro a lot, which is, yes. like, where I was, like, I don't know. I mean, this isn't deep, but it's just, like, the part that's, like, let's never talk about this again, and I, like, I didn't want it to mean that much to me, like... That's, like, there's yeah. some emotional intelligence in there where you're, like, admitting that something means something to you and sure. that you don't want this <laughs> and that you not wanting this is and not I don't stopping talk that. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, I feel, yeah, I just feel like it gives you this emotional vocabulary that, like, maybe you don't have access to in a lot of other ways. But it's also yes. giving you this in, like, this mask way where yes. you're, like, allowed to bring anger into it or something. Yes. Where you're not, like, I'm sorry, this means a lot to me. Like, no one's right. sorry in these songs about Never. anything. Never. Never yeah. be sorry. No. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. That is true. It is, it is like, giving voice and words and 
yeah, things around to these feelings, for sure. Um, yeah, and I will say, yeah, though, you guys I guess are... he's sorry about bleeding on your shirt. I'm sorry, that's the one thing that he's Well, that sorry. was flippant and dumb, so yeah. that doesn't count. <laughs> oh, the next one is... The hit. The hit. A hit. Your lipstick is colored up by the angel. I know exactly what goes on. I didn't like the hits as much as I liked like the B-sides. Like I liked Bike Scene and Ghost Man more than like any of the hits. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the ones that are like decisively less poppy. Yeah. That's why I'm like, eh. <laughs> no, I mean I will say this song, it was it was overplayed. Like in my school it was like overplayed and it became this thing where I was like, ugh, I don't want to hear this anymore. But yeah. I but I will say, I mean just it is I think, like, a perfect pop song. It's good. And it's really percussive. Like, all of the vocal lines are really percussive. Like, there's a lot of momentum to it. A lot, yes. It's, like, high, 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 high. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's very fast. It's very energetic. Um, Explosive. It's explosive. And, like, just... And and this is interesting, too, because I think Adam Lazar's voice is one of the most defining parts of Taking Back Sunday. And then upon reading the Wikipedia page, uh, we found out that Adam Lazar was not even supposed to be the singer. He was the bassist. Um, and then he, like, took over the singing and was kind of like, I never thought I'd do this. Like, whatever. But meanwhile, this album would be, like, completely different if it wasn't Adam singing. Yeah. Just, like, the, the you know, like, when you hear, the moment you hear, like, your lipstick is collar, you're like, oh, shit. Like, it's, like, this very specific, like, moment where if anyone who has ever, like, cared about the song hears it, it's, like, you're, like body is like ooh you know like because this vocal quality it's like he's like spitting he's like it's forever in the middle of a tantrum yep that's like never gonna run out of steam or something (laughs) he says more energy in the song than i ever have in my entire life yeah (laughs) and apparently when someone asked them to re-record this for an anniversary edition or something adam was like no are you kidding me i just like screamed the whole time and i like can't do it yeah i can't imagine replicating that he's like feral in it yeah he's just like spitting that This was the song where, like, every single line, like, you could just Ugh. take it out and just, like, pu- like put it anywhere. Mm. And this is where, this is, I think, starts the, one of the motifs of, like... Guns. They guns. love guns. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say. Also, same with, um... Wait, is there another gun band? No. Oh, Fall Out Boy, sorry. Fall Out Boy's all about the car crashes, sorry. Yeah. But guns, yeah. Taking my Sunday or into the guns. Love, which is interesting, because this is post-Columbine. Like, for a while, I feel like yes. you couldn't put guns in a song. Wait, like, was it? Well, Combine was, like, 98 or 99, and I think around that time, you, like, couldn't put guns in a song. Like, I, like, yeah. like the Freak on a Leash video got, like, canceled because it was all about a bullet going through the suburbs. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, they had to cut a lot of, like, more, like, about the post, X, Y, Z. It's, like, post, it's post in this way where it's, like, it's, like, post, post, it's post, 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 because I'm, like, Okay, I'm like, where all the time is post 9 11 because it's a direct response to 9 11. Yeah. This is post post because it's not a direct response and it's when it's like died down, so you're allowed to do it again or something. Yes, yeah. Because I was going to say, Taking My Sunday is not political in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Well, they are like, you know, their lyrics are political to me as like, you know, a feminist. But but they're not, yeah. 
But no, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. Because it makes me, like, the gun imagery, like, made me uncomfortable and makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. But I did not associate it with, like, the Columbine thing. Because I feel like it had, like, receded already. Like, no, 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 you're right. had receded. Right. And it wasn't this thing now where it's, like, now there's, like, so many school shootings that it, like, never right. goes away. Yeah, it was so just, it like, matter. we, like, forgot a little bit. Yeah. Well, at that time they were blaming, like, video games and Marilyn Manson. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so also, like time the, to bring the guns back. Yeah, and I will say, I he call in the first in the first verse. He says he calls her a princess. Yeah, it's like princess angel. I know, and I was like, not about that. This is like spitting misogyny. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, this is also you know, like I've you know interacted with like a thousand Long Island emo kids who would say shit like that. Yeah, like you're such a princess. It's like, what the fuck are you? Your parents bought you a guitar. Suck my <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like you're a princess too, Adam. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot of... Yeah, it's, like, conflating of, the, like, princess whore dichotomy into yes. one. It's, mm-hmm. like, the same. Yes, exactly. Um, oh, and then tell all your friends. So the album name comes in here. Will you tell all your friends you've got your gun to my head? Like, yeah. Okay. That line I liked, because I was, like, the secret shit that we have going on. <laughs> like, how many people know about this? Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it was always... Oh, look at this image. I know, that's gross. Um, yeah. Right, yeah. So she's controlling him. She's so controlling. She has a metaphorical or literal gun to his head. But then, verse two, this is like the, you know, like classic when I'm like, oh, abusive tactics, abuse, romanticizing abusive um, behaviors, Adam and John and whoever else fucking wrote this song. How about I'm outside of your window? Yeah, like, how about it? Why are you outside of her window? Yeah. How bad I'm outside your window. Like, what? Get out? What do you mean? Like, leave me alone. Yeah, and I think this, I was actually talking about this relation to New Metal, but this is true for this also, where it's this thing where, like, dudes lash out when someone sees them being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So in this song, he's like, oh, like, I was vulnerable and this girl probably rejected me. So now I'm like, fuck you, I'm outside of your window. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna yeah, kill you. Yeah, you can't express actual sadness in real life, so you're just gonna express your anger. It, like, becomes violent. Yeah, it becomes violent, right? Uh, and also at the same time, too, like, the rest of, like, you know, like, a thousand clever lines on running clever na- on napkins. I know you well enough to know you'll never I mean, it's so good. Like, it's yeah, good. It's good. It's good. But the bridge is good. I also originally thought that line, the why can't I feel anything, was why can't I feel anything for anyone other Me than too, you? Me too, same. Which made, like, mo- you know, like, more sense. Yeah. But this is like, oh, okay. So you're calling her a princess and then also, you know. Wait. How am I interpreting this line right now? I don't know. Anything I think from they anyone put four in there. Yeah, maybe it still makes sense. Yeah. And then, of course, all of this, it was all your fault. That yeah. is, like, the, if I was like, okay, what is the thesis of third wave email? It's that line. In all of this, all your fault. In all of this, yeah, all this it was all your fault. It was all your fault. I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> it was just your fault. Sorry. Yeah. I also really like the line on the bridge where it's, like, hoping for the best, just hoping yeah. nothing happens, which I think... Could have to do with, like, other things, but it's also this thing where you're, like, mm. 
especially when you're like a young teen, you're like, I kind of hope like this thing happens, but I also hope nothing happens because then I don't have to like deal with it. <laughs> yeah. That's a good. I also moment. don't know how true that is. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you actually hope nothing happens, Adam Lazara? Maybe he hopes nothing happens. Like, maybe I hope I won't have to, like, break into your house that I'm lurking outside of. Oh, ew. <laughs> I don't okay, know. Now I'm just, like, scared. Because <laughs> I was just interpreting it as, like, a drama queen. But you're right. Maybe that's a gross, more threatening line. I just thought about this now. I was I like, <laughs> I hope it never happens. Like, I hope nothing actually happens. Ew, I don't like that. that. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. It, it might not be that. sad. That's okay. Ugh. Yeah, and, like, the only thing I regret is I never let you hold me back. And, like, the back, it's like... Back. Yeah, it's just extended. Yeah, just I would do like you're such a sucker for a sweet talker, but that's like one of those internal sucker. voice, like me to me, mm-hmm. being like, you're a sucker. Yeah. yeah, you're a sucker for anything acoustic, you're a sucker for a sweet <laughs> talker. <laughs> there you go, liking things you're again. Right? God, you suck. You're desperate, you're obvious, you're a fucking sucker. Yeah. No, I do like that line. And I like that it's just like, Lotus is like such a sucker. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's nice. It's very, yeah, it's very aggressive. Okay, and the next one is actually, because Deja does have a lot of um, Taking Back Sunday drama in it. Um, and in this this album, this song, There's No I in Team, uh, is the song that is about the, the friendship drama. Yeah. And I love the niche trivia, like the back and tracing lines between this song yes. and like um, 70 times seven. 70 times seven, yeah. Yes. And I will say, in the battle of the Easter two egg. songs, yeah. Okay, so okay, which song do you like better? Because I like 70 times seven better. I think I like 70 times seven. I think 70 times yeah. seven is much more successful. Yeah. And this one is less perfect. It's kind of more, a little bit, not like all over the place, but just not as immediately gripping, I think, as 70 times 7. Um, but again, a lot of more about pulling the trigger. I've definitely quoted this when I was mad at my friends. You know, yeah. best friends means I pulled the trigger. You get what you deserve. Best friends means I pulled the trigger. Best friends means you get what you deserve. Oh, Coheed and Cambria, actually, too. Pull the trigger and the nightmare stops. Oh, yeah. Um, so anyway, them too. I love guns. All about the guns. Uh, broken down in bars and bathrooms. Yeah, constantly. Right. And that was, and I think what they were talking about there was that probably also exactly what I was doing. Like, going to shows in, like, you know, like, church basements. <laughs> yeah. And, like, avoiding people in the bathroom. That's just what I'm guessing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I really like the bridge. Time. Yeah, the bridge is good. I do like what they did with those lines. It's like kind of, it's like he's doing it under his breath or something. Yeah. It's very subtle. I mean, as subtle as Adam Lazara can be. There's like modulation, because I think a lot of, I mean, especially like post-cartory emo was good, but like the soft, loud thing, and this was a yes. really good soft moment. Yes, yes, it's like yes, so yes, clear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I do think, and I think Taking Back Sunday was more influenced by post-hardcore 
Yeah, than brand new. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely, like, sonically. Uh, yeah, but this was, I mean, it's something unforgivable. So Jesse wrote that yeah. that first, and they're quoting it here, right? Yeah. Because then he's like, that's right, he said it. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm pretty... Yeah, it's taken directly from... Yeah, 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 it's a response song. Inspired by the hip-hop feuds of the period. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I guess this is a diss track, I guess. So funny. Just reading genius annotations. Yeah. Yeah, this song, I know. This was, like, the song about friendship. So it was it was good in that sense. Like, a, kind of, like, a little dark. Yeah, a little quiet, loud. Yeah. Because um, it's, like, Jesse's, like, you're as little as a brick in the small of my back in a song that's literally, like, I hope you die in a car crash. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, who's a subtle yeah. one now? I mean, neither of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I like the song. I mean, it's not, again, it's not my favorite. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because it's, like, Friend breakups are such a big thing, and I feel like a lot yeah. of these were like only about romantic relationships. So mm-hmm. it's like cool that there's this series of songs about how like traumatic friend breakups are. That's true, because it like makes that relationship a valid thing. Also, that's a good point. You're right, because I think people in general spend like really prioritize and put a lot of meaning into romantic friendships. When for me, especially, and for everyone, it should be, but especially for me, like my friendships are like super important to me, and like. Not, I would say, like, equally as important as my romantic relationships. Yeah. And, and whenever, when I had a friend breakup, which I definitely had a lot of in middle and high school, it was a, yeah, it was a big deal. It was, like, super upsetting. It was, upsetting. It was yeah. devastating. Yeah, so you're right. I think that's a good point. Like, there weren't as many songs about that, but it is equally as sad and, like, emo, sh- like, it deserves emo songs about it. Yeah. Yeah, it is deserved of this song. Like, yeah, like... I've, and also, I've got a $20 bill. It's that repeated line, too. It's so, like, goofy. Well, it's funny, because he's like, <laughs> I got it, like, I bet that you're, like, like, yeah, fistfights versus fences, which is, like, you're making yourself the victim, and then you're, like, mm-hmm. wearing your black eye like a badge of honor, which is, like, what all of these people are doing. Yeah, But he's like, like, I bet that's what you're doing. You're talking about yourself, too. Yeah. But, yeah, and then it's like, I loved you more than all your other friends. Yeah, friends who never loved you half as much as me. He's, like, admitting that he, like, all this love he has for his friend. Like, no, it's kind of cool. That is nice. And I did really relate to that, because I always felt like even though if I had a friend breakup, I still, like, will admit that I, like, loved them a lot and yeah. was sad. And that's why these songs, what the song was written. Because, like, you care a lot. Yeah. That's true. That's a great point. I like this. I like this re... Yeah. Friendships. Friendships. Are important. Important. Brutal. Important type. Yes. Truly. <laughs> and especially, too, like, I feel like in high school, your friendships are... Like, yeah, like, dating's important, but your friendships are, like, everything. It's like you're yeah. figuring out your own identity and what you want in your friends and how to navigate like communication and friendships and what that means. And so I feel like it is like a big deal in this song, like or songs about it. Like it really speaks to that. Yeah. It's like a huge fucking deal. Yeah. Like I think even more at that point than like adult friendships, which are very different. I think so because it's like a lot of high school relationships, like, I mean, whatever, some people are like serial monogamous then and like date people for like four years. But I feel like a lot of high school relationships, at least like in my experience were like pretty like, brief and, like, not as yes. significant yeah. as, like, your friendships, which are, like, your, like, it's very chosen, like, it's, like, high school's, like, brutal and your friends, like, help yep. you survive that yep. environment. Yeah, yeah, and I still have, like, I'm still friends with a lot of my high school friends, which I know isn't true of everyone, but yeah. it is definitely an important thing, a formative time for friendships. Yeah, I definitely had a friend breakup in high school that was really devastating, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure, like, the other person would keep putting, like, the several. Mm-hmm. So break is the small of my back. Like, best <laughs> friends means, like, oh in their own like, okay. That's true. Because then also, on the flip side, when it's used against you, it's, like, super upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, fuck, this is terrible. 
Yeah. I hate it. Okay, great romances. What is, I keep forgetting. Do you know what That's the, the speech hit. is from? Oh, no. What? The speech at the beginning. Beautiful girl can make you dizzy. Like you've been drinking Jack and Coke all morning. She can make you feel high. Full of single greatest commodity known to man. Promise. The promise of a better day. The promise of a greater hope. The promise of a new tomorrow. This particular ore can be found in the gate of a beautiful girl. In her smile and in her soul. In the way she makes every rotten little thing about life seem like it's going to be okay. Again, it's similar, you know, to a lot of the ones that came before it. A lot of re... Oh! TJ. What's up, TJ? TJ the dog is here. I guess TJ does not like great romances. TJ? It's from a 1996 film called Super... No, called Beautiful Girls. Of course. I feel like I knew that at some point. And uh, actually, the... The full line starts with supermodels are beautiful girls, Will. A beautiful girl can make mm-hmm. you dizzy. So it's not right, about it's, talking about supermodels. Well, no, but it starts with a beautiful girl can make you dizzy. Yeah, but right yeah. before that, he's yeah, talking about supermodels. supermodels. Okay. Well, cool. Um, yeah, not surprised. Yeah. This, this one... Yeah, this one's... I probably quoted this one a bunch. Yeah. I love and, the way you'd roll excuses off the tip of your tongue as I slowly fall apart. Mm-hmm. I used to do, this will mean a thing come tomorrow, and that's exactly how I'll make it seem. <laughs> yeah, how I'll make it seem. Yeah. Thinking I've crawled home like, from worse than this. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That gets truer as you get older. Yeah. You're like, I literally have crawled home. That's okay. Yeah, I'll definitely be like, this is whatever. <laughs> oh, I never, what is the next, what's the line I really like? I never said I take, you always come close, but this never comes easy. That's the thing where it's like, I'm like, I is this never. about like, just like, is this, this is like a sex thing. This is like. I think so. Three. And I'm like, this has never come easy because you're in high school and like you're bad Ew. at sex. I don't know. Like, Yeah, that's true. Again, I didn't really, I just took lines out and I didn't do a lot of analysis of songs as a thing. This is probably a sex song. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's on the corner of her bed. He's in her oh, room. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. This is a sure, song no. about being bad at You're right. Yeah, it's like there's so much like sexual anxiety in this, and it's like no, you're right. Funny because I was saying before that I feel like taking back Sunday is like one of the more explicit like about. That. Yeah, I'm in your room. Is this turning you on? Like no, you, probably not. Are you in her room? It's not keeping you up nights. Then what's the point? That's the one that I would call. I'm like if it's yeah. not keeping you up nights, I love to yeah, romanticize was... your own misery. Yeah, if you're not thinking about this twenty four seven, right? You're either having sex or you're sad. But either way, you got to stay up. 
<laughs> no other option. Oh, I disassociated <laughs> that from, or that's it, but like I like didn't think about that in context. I feel like this was like two different narratives, but I thought that was about like not about the sex part. It's probably about the sex part, but about like the relationship part. No, I mean like, that was what I thought too. Like if now, your crush isn't keeping you up nights. But now I will say that it probably is up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that he self-identifies as not one for complaining. Yeah, for all your self-awareness, you're really uh, missing a lot. Because this whole album is complaining. Yeah. That's funny, though. It's funny. That's like the bleeding on your shirt line. It's like kind of, it's like funny. Like some of these lines, I think, are sort of funny. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, yeah, this album was funny. It's like Shakespearean. It's so <laughs> melodramatic. <laughs> <laughs> This is a song about mental unwellness, according to Genius. You're telling me. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, sorry. We're talking about Ghostman on Third, which I don't like, but... I like. This is, this is the Genius comment. As he mentioned on the band's Yahoo boards in 2002, he had been suicidal since the age of 13. He was in your city from North Carolina, which is where September yes. doesn't get cold. That's... Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't even in uh, yeah, Long, oh, Long Island. Island. This is another like beautiful piano track with the shooting Michelle Nolan sings on also. Takes me something crazy. Think then I'm as smooth as the scale rolls across the small of your back. It's too bad it's not mine. I don't dislike I feel like when I hear it I'm like uh and then by the time I'm halfway through, I'm like, okay, this is... I like the last half a lot. Yeah. I'm really into the latter half. I'm really into the quiet half. This was, like, one of my favorite songs on the album, I think. That's so... Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like the skin rolls across the small of your back. I hated Boy. that. I was very creeped out by that line. Yeah. Also, him skulking on the parkway. It sounds like these were sounds means everything and no one is... Oh, yeah, this is yeah, the that's gay the song. Thing. Yeah, because it's very, like, gay <laughs> shame to me as, like, uh... I don't know. I feel like I have, like, a lot of... Revisionist history. Revisionist history, but I feel like I felt, like, a lot of that at the time, too, because as being, like, not a particular... Like, even though I didn't identify that way at the time, but as being, like, a pretty, like, gender non-conforming, like, gender, like, ambiguous Mm -hmm. person, like, in a lifelong way, I feel like I'd always have these, like, flings with, like, straight boys who then go on to date, like, really normie cis girls. Yes. So I feel like I had, like, a lot of gay shame about those relationships in, like, this weird way, and I think this is, like, a very... Illuminate, like, a very song that I've, like, come to, like, think about that, where it's, like, it's, like, no one is to know about this. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah. Like, as someone who didn't fit into, like, the normie feminine mold, like, yeah, it does feel, like, shameful or something. Um, yeah. Also, unrelated, this guy I hooked up with from Tinder one time didn't message me back because I wasn't when we actually met he was like we did sleep together then he's like you're not enough like a suicide girl oh my god and I was like 25 and I was like what is that still a thing it is still a thing my friend is a suicide girl like last week yeah okay like I believe you but I was like what the fuck year is it and who cares I was like did you put that in your specifications (laughs) right only hooks up with suicide girls I was like what anyway um that's what this reminds me of no but um Wait, what's the... Wait, go down. Um. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. Um. Oh, this is a pretty... Yeah, this one's pretty dark. It's my face versus the bottle. Yeah. It's kind of... It's a little... 
It's just like a very, he's like, it's like a very falling apart, like, kind of thing. I think it's just like the tonality of it more than the words, except for that part. Yeah. Well, it's a shame. He probably says it's a shame 30 times. Yeah. Uh, It's a shame because it's like, also whatever's going on, like, it's like invisibilized. Also, yeah, Ghost Man on third. Yeah, it's not being ghost, which is like, okay, that's a baseball baseball reference. Which I don't understand. (laughs) But I understand (laughs) ghosts, you know? I'm like, I understand being a ghost. You understand ghosts. I know what baseball is, yeah. so we're, like, mostly <laughs> What's there. a ghost man on third? Well, when someone's on third, it means, like, they're almost home. Yeah. <laughs> baseball. <laughs> but ghost no. man is not a baseball term. No. Okay. No, ghost man is not a... <laughs> it's not when you, like, put a fake person on Yeah, it's, like, straw know. man, but ghost man. Yeah, so he's, like, almost <laughs> home. Yeah, like, I feel like it's about, there. yeah, it's, like, he's slowly fading, but he's, like, almost there, but he still feels like maybe he won't make it or something. Yeah. Um, But, and this one, too, I feel like, because the whole, like, this is what living like this does, repeated, like, a hundred times with, like, the chugging guitars. I think the song, I, I got the feeling when listening to this, that the song was more about, like, substances than the Yeah, this is what living like this does over and yeah. over again is like huge. Yeah, um, and I that was less relatable to me when I was fourteen because I was I was not yet into substances. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think I would reference this a lot with like this is what living like this does, but not about substances. Just yeah, like other I mean, kinds of living. Like, yeah, I mean it's a relatable line in in general. If you yeah. feel like you're self sabotaging or you're like doing things that are yeah to the detriment of your health and well being. Uh, I think my favorite part of the song was, okay, so it's the post-chorus spiral where he keeps saying it's a shame like 30 yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, And then he yeah. goes, don't let me down. And yeah. there's like a beautiful Da-da. like piano part. Yeah. 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 No, that's good. <laughs> But you're right, this is yeah. probably not actually about gay shame, and it's about substance abuse and people <laughs> not noticing that he's abusing substances. Yeah, but also, gay shame and substances are pretty related. They're very interconnected. So that's fine. We can project our own gay shit onto that. That's yeah. fine. We're allowed. Yeah. Ew. Okay. It's a bottoming out, like, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you're just going to end it. It's bottoming. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a bottom anthem. <laughs> so it kind of is a bottom <laughs> But um, also about alcoholism. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Look at the, there's. If anyone wants to check out Genius.com, there's a really intense yearbook, yearbook picture. Photo. Adam. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Okay. Great. Timberwolves.
was like, stop talking about New Jersey. <laughs> Rude. Um, no, this one I think of all of them, to me, was the most poppy. Was Timberwolves a sports team? Yeah. Which one? I think it, they were from New Jersey. Oh, okay. The Timberwolves. They were, oh, basketball. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Sports. But, yeah, this one, I feel like this one, the words in this one sort of annoyed me. Really? This was my number one, like, my <laughs> internal, because before I... Yeah, like, like, I quoted it. Yeah. <laughs> but... I just feel like I had no, like, self-care strategies. Like, yeah. I feel like now, like, when you're depressed, like, everyone's like, be gentle with yourself, like, da-da-da. Right. And I didn't know any of that then, so it was yeah. like, how to get deal with things is to be really mean to yourself yep. and be like, get up, come on, let's go. Like, oh, yeah. Those words are best, those words words are best for teenage, teenage poetry. poetry. Too many pronouns. Who can oh, my write? God, too many pronouns, Adam. I'm like, girl, I know. So true. If only you knew. Yeah. So that was like, but it kind of worked. Like, I feel like if you're like, come on, let's go. Like, it kind of like. Yeah. And this, oh, this one, another one has a lot of gun imagery in it as well. Um, like, I feel like it gets really dark towards the end. But then, in, like, so the chorus, no. The chorus is one of those. It's The like chorus man- is annoying The me. chorus is annoying. It's like manic pussy dream girl bullshit. Yeah. Like, I didn't identify, like, I mean, literate, maybe. But, like, stylish, kissable, quiet. I was like, ew, no. Like, you're, like, doing that gross thing where you're putting like certain girls on a pedestal and you're like objective it's just like it's i like just he, didn't like it i, I thought this like was it. about the kinds of boy like this is what girls dreams are made like these are the boys that girls dream of and he's like sad that he's not a literate stylish kissable quiet boy oh that's how i always read it oh i did not read it like that i guess i mean a gayer yeah but that's interesting because i don't think that ki- that quiet and literate are two things that are like prized in masculinity that much i know i don't think so, they're at all that's why, like, to me, those are more feminine traits. So yeah. I interpreted it as, like, oh, that's what, like, he thinks girls should be like. I was like, this is the kind of... No, you're probably right. Boy, it's like, that's what want. girls' dreams are made of. But I interpreted that as, like, girls are dreaming about themselves. <laughs> I don't know. I just oh. interpreted that as, like, the dreaming girls are that. Interesting. No, but I think you're right. This is, like, a very femme person he's describing. Like, it's, yes. like... And it, yeah. But I think in emo, like, femme boys were kind of in. Like, yeah. like they wore sweaters and You're glasses. right. Oh, my God. We had totally different interpretations. Because I totally interpreted that as that's what he wanted girls to be like. Yeah. Interesting. Uh-oh. Also, yeah, that's weird. I mean, quiet. I don't know. That's that's a strange thing to say. Even in emo, I, I, that's an interesting desired... What he thinks is a desired trait. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Well, Long Island Eagles sound off in the quiet. comments. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what are girl streams made of? You tell me. No, no, you're right. No, you're right though. I mean, no, I think you're right, but that totally changes a lot of things about this song. <laughs> My bad. You have it or you don't. Have it or you don't. Ugh. I got the mic and, and you, you got, got the, the mosh bit. Yes. The demise of carefully constructed. Stop it! Come on, you know I can't help it. You got the mosh pit What will it take to make you admit that it's you? So much and just like just the way he writes lyrics and the way You he know talks. I can't help it. It's so yeah, it's very specific. A lot of kind of like big words. It's like big words alternating with really punchy things. Like, yes. I got the mic and you got the match. Those are all one syllable. Like, yeah. it's very rhythmic. And then carefully like, constructed. Stop it. Come yes. on. You know, no, I it can't is very help rhythmic. it. It's like all It's almost like, syllables. it's not like he's rapping. He is not rapping. <laughs> but it is kind of like the same, like, cadence a yeah. little bit. Like, yeah, the way in this song and some of the other songs. It's very, I don't know. It's interesting. 
yeah, it's like we were in in the week. Some one review was said that it was like new metal influence, which is right. not. Yeah, but it's like when I was talking about new metal, I was like, hey, like metal and new metal are connected by the style, but one, but death metal didn't have feelings, and new metal had feelings, and like yeah. new metal and emo are connected because they both have feelings, but the style is different. Yeah, but I feel like this is. I mean, post hardcore is like yeah, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. punchy. No, it is punchy. Yeah, yeah. And this, no, this one too. I think this is. It's just very, like the way it flows is very catchy. Yeah. Like it's very like the melody is very. I don't know. You don't remind me and not to the, ever act this way again. No, yeah. This whole the whole verse. Yeah, it's the words on the tip of my tongue. My eyes just go up there. This is me with the words on the tip of my tongue and my eye through the scope down the barrel of a gun. Remind me not to ever act this way again. Although you're right, so this too, is he talking is he talking to a guy? This is you trying to hard make sure you're seen with a girl on your arm and your heart on your sleeve. I feel like this is about his this is about his friend. Yeah. See this is okay. Okay. Yeah, I guess this is a classic like I forget where I read this or was talking about this, but it's, like, the idea of, like, misogyny and how it plays out is actually really just, like, by and for men. It's, like, yeah. men talking to other men and, like, about, like, women, but it's, like, the actual, like, point of it is to impress other men. Yeah. And, like, obsession with, like, other men. Yeah, it's homosocial. It's very, right, homosocial, yeah. So, like, I feel like this is exactly that. Like, it's, like, anytime you're talking about a girl or, or talking about your male friends with girls, it's, like, all under the guise and, like pointing towards wanting to like impress your friends who are guys yeah yeah and i feel like so much of this song is about like not measuring up like he's like mm-hmm. negging himself about how his words yeah. are teenage poetry yeah and he's like i'm not this quiet guy and like here's yeah, my friend with all these girls no that's so interesting because i feel like i just never interpret it like that that's exactly what it is and i just did not interpret it that much like that I so do all have why. our own private interpretations <laughs> yeah. of these songs. I yeah. It's cool because like, it's cool to be like, this is what I thought this was about, but actually, this is probably what it's actually about. And this song I think was interesting too because I was always like, sometimes, because with, with Taking Back Sunday, for, sometimes I like misheard the words. By sometimes I mean frequently I misheard the words. Yeah. So like in the outro, it has like, hold your breath because you only make things worse. And then also, don't hold your breath because you only make things worse. Like, which is it? No, that's what I was saying. I was like, did I mishear that? Whatever. Either way, you're gonna make things worse. Basically. <laughs> exactly. But he does say both. These these lyrics are, are are affirming that he does say indeed say both of those things. Validation. Yeah. Yeah, I do like the little ending scream. Yeah, then it gets up. Yeah. Yeah, but that's interesting. I, I guess I never really thought about how the song was still mostly about other dudes. Yeah. Mm. Like dudes and like self negging. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're almost at that. So close. Blue Channel. Blue Channel. Yeah. 
too is very mean. <laughs> it's the same, like... They're all mean, but someone <laughs> feels like, you're so guilty, it's disgusting. Yeah, don't worry, sweetie, I already know. Yeah, the sweetie, it's like princess. Angel. Sweetie, angel, like, Yeah, it's like you think you're so perfect, and very but I know you're poor because you're sleeping with this guy who's not me. Right, very patronizing. Yeah, and I know about it. Yeah, I wonder who these songs are actually about. Like, yeah, if there are any specific people. Like I know for Fall Out Boy, it's always specific people, and it's always younger girls, and it makes it extra gross. But, um, yeah. Oh, this one's about okay. So yeah, this is about like whatever cheating maybe although maybe who knows if they're actually dating yeah like, i'm like is it cheating or is this girl you're just like it? mad that he, she's not with you yeah your hands in places they probably shouldn't go says who yeah adam yeah this one's a bad one yeah except the ones that i read the one that i i'm always like regardless my pictures they, they don't, don't lie your mirror, mirror but you know that i'll still wait for your call yeah no that's a pathetic. great pathetic great It's a good image. Yeah. It's a good visual. Do you know what your girl's been up to? Like, what? What? Did this just sound This like- is Adam being like a... I'm oh. like, are you the side chick? Or are oh, you like... Apparently this is a stab at Jesse. Maybe. Yeah. Well, then, I just... Again, this is like this homosocial thing of like... So this is mostly towards a woman, a girl, right? Yeah. But then the last two lines are about... The, the guy? The other guy? This is one of those songs that doesn't make any narrative sense. Well, because it yeah. seems initially that he's like the boyfriend who's mad that his girl is cheating on him. And it but comes then he's out like, that they're probably not dating. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I'm the boy that your girlfriend is cheating on. Yeah. I'm like, are you the side chick? Where are you in this narrative? Like, who cares? Why? Don't dictate where people can put their hands. Yeah. This is, this is some fragment ideas and too many pronouns. Central... <laughs> Ew, I just hate that in the end it goes back to, like, him talking to a dude. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I do like... Sonically, I like the song. I do. And there's not... I will say there's not as many lyrics to this one. Yeah. It's kind of shorter. I wonder if... I feel like it launches, like, in the middle of it, where it literally starts with, like, and I'm not so sure. Yeah. And it seems like there could have been a verse before that they cut. But No, no, no. That's how it starts. I know, but I'm like, maybe. I wonder oh. if initially there were. And they were oh, like, like, fuck an it. Earlier let's version. start here. That's true. It is an interesting choice to start with, and I'm not so sure. Yeah. It's like halfway through a song or something. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what that's about. The blue mm. channel. <laughs> friend zone. I'm like, friend, friend zone, zone. mark, yeah. I mean, he's clearly in the friend zone. Yeah, because maybe it's not his girlfriend that she didn't have, maybe it's his friend. It's right. Like, right. But it's like, I'm going to dictate what I think. Maybe he's like an incel. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's, like, in emo, there's, like, always this line where it's, like, some of the things I'm, like, oh, like, this is cool. It's giving me an emotional vocabulary. And there's some things that I'm, like, this is repulsive. Yes. And this is one of those songs where I was, like, this more, is repulsive. More yeah. on the repulsive, yeah. That's the endless uh, tension in emo for people that, you know, care about healthy relationships or, like, yeah. misogyny, et cetera. Um, okay. Yeah, that one's, I think the lyrics in on that one are definitely 
One of the, some of the grosser ones. Oh, yeah. the other hit. We're to, to the other hit. The third hit. She said, don't. Don't let it go to your head. Boys like you are a dime a dozen. Boys like you are a dime a dozen. She said, you're a touch. To give them to give them credit, because this is a low bar. Their first verse, he's just quoting what girl a girl is saying to him. Yeah, this so is that little Uzi th- song where it's like yeah. she said. Yeah, so he is putting some of the girl's voice in there, and who knows if it's you know if it's actually real, but it is a little bit different, which is nice. Yeah, he's quoting a woman. But it is, like, these are receipts of, like, a girl being mean to him, so it's, like, yeah, to victimize exactly. himself. Like, it's not like, she said, let me sleep with whoever I want to, <laughs> you're being a jerk. And I'm like, you're right. It's not, because, like, I'm like, in Somebody That I Used to Know, I think is a song that does that really well, where it's, like, I feel like yeah. half of the song is, like, this dude being, like, fuck this girl, and this girl is, like, actually, like, you were kind of weird to me, and, like, we're done. But oh, here, it's, like, yes. she's, like... No, you're right. No, 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 you're right. I'm giving him no. He deserves, he deserves <laughs> no credit. No, but actually, this reminds me. You reminded me of um, Inmates. Inmates by The Good Life. Oh, I don't know. Oh, you should. Okay, that yeah. also is like it's half and half sung by a man and a woman, and you kind of fall on the side of of the woman because mm-hmm. it's like she feels trapped in this whole thing. But it's like interesting because it starts with the guy, and you're like, where is this going? And then it's her perspective, and you're like, oh shit. So again, song yeah. that does that really well, like in a real way. Or like a postal service, nothing better. Yeah, you yeah. Got a lawyer, yeah. can't deny, but you've yeah. got your chance to say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Look at all these alternatives. Yeah. Um, so this is not a good example. No, you're right. You are right. And also, like, the boys like you were a dime a dozen. I will say, like... True. True. It's true. And I think most of the people that I know that quoted that use that line as, like, yes, you suck. It's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Boys do suck. So that is nice. It's like, girl, I know girls, like, did use that line. Oh, cool. That's so, cool. Yeah. Repurposing. That's great. So that... Yeah. Yeah. Because so it's true. So... <laughs> Take that, You're lunch, and I hate it. <laughs> These grass stains on my knees. I'm like, I would cut that out. Yeah. And I do like, again, this one's really, it like begs you to know all the words, this one. Yeah. This Maybe is, I should hate you for this. But I never really did ever quite get that far. A lot of hating. A lot of what I should and shouldn't do is yeah. on this album. Like, here's what I should be doing. Here's how I should be feeling. Here's like, you know, a yeah. lot of that, which is a lot of self, yeah, like loathing and that kind of thing. This is kind of cute. It kind of, like, tags back to the, like, crawled home from Boston this, where it's, like, maybe I should hate you for this, but, like, honestly, like, maybe it's not really that bad. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe that's me giving him too much credit. Right. Yeah, I guess we're trying to... We're good faith interpreting the song. I um, love... I'd never oh lie to you unless I had to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do what I got to. Which is right before then, the classic slip my throat line. Yeah. So, that's a good verse. I'd never lie to you unless I had I'll do what I got to Unless I had to I'll do what I got to The truth Is you could slip my throat And with my one last gasping breath I'd apologize For bleeding on your shirt <laughs> It's so dumb It's so possessive I'd never lie to you Unless I had to 
Because so much of the recurring <laughs> like theme on this album is oh like God. being him being so out of control. Like I can't stop this. Yeah. Like I can't do anything different than exactly what I'm doing now. So I ha- if I have to lie, right? To if you, I have like, to, right? And those lines, I feel like some of those lines come off as quasi like almost paternal or something. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Yeah, it's like sometimes I have to, sweetie angel princess. Yeah, sometimes I have to for your own sake. It's for your own good. Oh, interesting. Speaking of, I'll apologize for your bloody shirt, even though you could just use cold water. Speaking of misheard lines, oh, I'm I sure I misheard a lot of heard, lines in this one because there's a part that's like. All I need to know is that I'm something you'll be missing. Yeah. I always heard it's something I'll be missing. Mm. Okay. I this is way that. more ego than I had at the time. So let's... <laughs> yeah. Well, this one too, also, like, towards the end. I mean, it's pretty... It's all layered and it's all pretty, like, fast. Like, the I'm just bad with news the worst and you're a liar. If I'm just bad news... That too, the, like, wishful thinker with the worst intentions and then if I'm just bad news, you're a liar... And then the maybe I should hate you for this, like as the background vocal for that. Yeah, good spiral. Lots yeah, of good spirals. than you're a liar that was like that was the line yeah that was the thing super super all of your internal voices colliding mm-hmm. or everyone is in the scene yelling at you if only you knew half as much as you pretend to never noticed that line but that's a gross one too because he's like i know everything and you don't even know half as much as you pretend to you dumb girl angel sweetie yeah princess <laughs> um wishful thinker were the worst intentions is good writing though it is <laughs> it's like aesthetically like, it's good it's no it is good it flows really well when he writes a good line he writes a good line or whoever did that genre but then he like immediately makes it worse with like this will be the last chance you get to drop my I head. know I don't like that I didn't like that but no one quoted that yeah they just stopped at the worst intention. wishful thing or the worst intention yeah but that was it was a good yeah like the W's wishful worst no this was a solid song I understand why this was a hit very disjointed but solid disjointed but like when he nails it he nails it so okay so this is yeah so head club and I had a different head club because of Kazaa or LimeWire or whatever I had mutual Um, head club I had mutual head club which is showing demo which is a little different like the song a lot yeah i think it's really fun yeah and i think it's a really good another sweetie though he has another sweetie in here yeah yeah it it makes sense that it's towards the end of the album yeah or like the the end good desperate but it's like desperation seeking for closure where you're like you know what comes next so do i it's getting colder right bow out and say good night yeah it's getting colder like september never stays this cold yeah um Ugh, he's admitting hate. that he's complaining, though. 
Growth. Growth through the album. Yeah. On your way home, you should have known. You never listened to me. Probably because you're annoying. Yeah. I'm only complaining to keep myself busy, sweetie. Although, no, this is nice. I actually, I really liked that. I can't say I blame you, but I wish that I could. I'm I really like that. I love that. I can't say I blame you, but I wish that I could. I'm sick of writing every song. Although he has said that he blames her multiple times throughout this album. Yes, but no, but it's growth. It's growth. We're just going to put it out there. He maybe now realizes he maybe can't blame her for everything. Yeah. He's complaining. He's complaining because he's bored. He can't say he <laughs> blames her, but he really wants to. He, he wants to, but he can't. He did. That's some emotional, you know, emotional intelligence maturity shit. Yeah. I really liked I'm Sick of Writing Every Song yeah. About You. Yeah. Yeah. So sick of being tired, so sick of writing yeah, a song about you. Song. Yeah. Yeah. Sick of everything. Just sick of it. Just get it. Get up. Yeah. And then he's like, don't call my name out your window. I'm leaving. It's like, dude, she's probably not. She's not calling <laughs> like, your name. <laughs> he's just like trying to make himself feel better. Yeah. She's distant. It's like, she's you'll not... want me again. It's like, probably not. No. But yeah, it's like a good, it's a really good wrap up song that calls yeah. back a lot yeah. of and, other things. Yeah, and the end of it, like the re- like the repeating kind of fading out, I thought was very nice. I'm sick of writing every song. Yeah. Yeah, I love that part. Sick of writing it. Because it's like the- gone on your way home. And I think this, again, like, to make it all about me, it's like, <laughs> I feel like it's that part, like, this is so tonally the thing where it's like, when you finally do process all of these feelings that aren't processed, like- yeah. You just emotionally exhaust yourself and you're like so sick of everything that's yeah. just happened that you just want to like tired. close. The- you know what happened at the end of the, this is like tea, you know what happened at the end of this situation? One. I feel like I had this entire notebook of shit that I was like writing about whatever was happening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was like spiraling so hard. I was listening to tell all your friends, like yeah. I was like talking to this person who like sucks or whatever. Yeah. And I think I like was like I can't look at this notebook anymore like this is like this was so and I think I like mm-hmm. gave him the notebook and was like I never want this like <laughs> please don't ever give this back to me and then he like called me and he was like this shit is so and I was like no I don't want to know what's in it like don't tell me about it yeah like, I've purged it I've purged it's gone I should have burned <laughs> it but I was like I'm gonna give this to you since you want to know what I'm thinking so much and like yeah I'm just gonna close this chapter oh that's so nice and I mean, this, yeah it's a little weird now like but it felt good then, and, and I feel like that's closure. Just, yeah, <laughs> physical closure. Physical closure. Like take this notebook and leave. Yeah, and like that's good. That I was actually, just like being so exhausted. Yeah, yeah. I actually was just reminded because I feel like this album came out when I started to like pretend to write songs or whatever, mm-hmm. and I feel like my songs were very influenced by the way he wrote too. A lot of mm-hmm. words that I think are stupid. <laughs> like, like what? I feel like I probably use the word wishful, I probably use wishful thinking, yeah. like, I probably use, like, some big words and, like, trying to make, like, clever phrasings and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was, yeah, that was an important thing in my life, like, having a thing that had, like, things I wrote, and then yeah. I could, like, close it and be like, I'm good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that felt important to me. I like the song. It's like, I, it does feel slightly different than the other ones. Although Head Club, is it about getting head? Because then, is it? 
I don't know, unless that you're begging for a way to gracefully bow out and take a notice <laughs> about that. Well, it doesn't feel sexual, but then thinking about Mutual Head Club, which sounds no, very much about sex. Mutual Head Club is a very sexual head. name, but this isn't a sexual song to me. But the like. Mutual Head Club is a demo of Head Club. I know. Okay. Well, well, what was in that song that isn't in this song? Just the last. It's like a few extra lines, like, call back. So keep me updated. Call back in a week to check up on me. Mm. So maybe it. this is like... I don't know. Maybe this is like the last time they meet up and they like kind of hook up, but it's like distant and sad. Mm. And so it's the point where you're like, okay, this sucks. Honestly, like neither of us want to do this. Like, let, yeah, we just need to stop. Yeah. Because head club a thing. Are you in the head club? Just going to Google it real quick. What comes up for head club aside from this song? If anything. Urban dictionary. Well, no, but it's just, okay, we'll see. I feel like if it's Mutual Head Club, then it's, like, about... Yeah. Okay, nothing shows up. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, you're just exhausted. You're exhausted by the relationship. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be giving each other head anymore. (laughs) Or allowing her to give you head, I guess, probably. Yeah. You're probably not giving her head. Um. (laughs) But I do, I really, I'm going to harp on the I can't say I blame you. Yeah. I'm like, thank you. That's the first time in this whole album you've said that. Yeah. So that's much appreciated. Oh, yeah, and the last song that you don't know, which is apparently just like a bonus or something that I know. Yeah, that was, was the person who produced ma- the record. No, that was our manager. Or whatever. Whatever. Um, yeah, so I actually do have a brief story about this song, which is really random. So when I was in eighth grade, um, I there was a sub in our social studies class, and I gave out a survey to the whole class. It was like a book where it's like, what's your favorite Taking Back Sunday song? Like, vote. Mm. And I had a bunch of options, and I didn't have this one. And then a bunch of, like, some, like, boys in the class, like, wrote in this one. Wow. And then a bunch of them voted for it. And I was like, what the fuck is this? A write-in vote. <laughs> it was a the write-in Jill vote. A r- <laughs> yeah, the ballad. So this was a write-in vote. Um, and it actually sounds very different than the rest of the album. It's very muffled. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, this, is a, this is explicitly about uh, a girl cheating on him. That's mm-hmm. it. Um, so, I mean, whatever. We don't have to talk about it that much. I did like it a lot. But it's just... You know, I can smell him on our sheets. You know, I hope he takes his time. You're down for selling me out while I play dumb. It's cool because I let you. You say we're just friends. It's just very, it's the same kind of. Forget your legs around my hips. Forget me staking out your house. Yes! Yes! Oh my god, yeah, this is another super, super, super stalkery one. How about I'm outside of your window? Yeah. First I staked out your house, and now I'm outside your window, and I've got you figured out. 
the same experience? I don't know. Ew. Yeah, this is a stalkery one, too. You just went backwards. I'm going to pretend like this was not the last song because you made that, you had so much growth. Mm. We yeah. Can, we can rearrange. No, yeah. So this one, yeah, it's another gross one. Yeah. And I love how it's a ballad about his their manager, which is very strange. That's strange. I wonder what Sal has to say about that. I mean, he did produce it. Maybe it's related to an experience Sal had. Yeah, what's a 30 and a 3 and a 3rd on this? Were they like... <laughs> Maybe they like cut it and Sal was like, leave it in. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Because I don't... Yeah, I don't think everyone knows this song. So, yeah, I don't know. I only knew about it because of those boys that did the write-in vote. So anyway. Yeah, whatever. Um, okay. Wow, we went through the whole thing. Wow, we went through a lot. I was, yeah, there's a lot. Okay, I'm wrapped up in this. I will say that this is like a very agonizing album that I didn't talk about for, didn't want to talk about for a long time because I was yeah. like, close the book on this. <laughs> yeah, we don't yeah. talk about yeah, this anymore. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. It's been a big year of going back and listening to formative albums, and this is one of them. Yes, so. very important to me, and very also important to critique. Yeah, um, and still, I think sonically, I think it sounds very like it sounds good. Like, I understand why I liked it and why I like it and why it was, like, popular. Yeah. It was apparently very popular, like, very on, like, huge. the charts and things. Uh, okay, so the final question that I always end with is, what would you tell someone who doesn't listen to emo? Like, what would you tell them about this to convince them to listen to it? Oh, well, I would be like, it has so many genre tropes in it, like, sonically. <laughs> and, like, like, I feel like this is a very good like almost emo primer where it's like you have like men who feel wronged you have like <laughs> screaming alternating with the quiet stuff like I think it's a very it's a very good like archetypal emo yeah. album yeah but like I also think that I wonder if it'll be hard to listen to now if I hadn't listened to this as a child because now right. I, like, I'm like this is like almost insufferable that's always the question that it's is the a question. little insufferable I'm not sure I'm not sure I probably wouldn't like it as much no but I do think you're right. I mean, it is very kind of post-hardcore-ish. It has, a, like, yeah, elements of a lot of other genres that I think are very... It's, like, that is why those genres were, like, popular. Like, it took those elements and put them in yeah. this album. Um, and, yeah, and there's a reason why, like, you know, it's still a thing. There was anniversary tours that sold out in a second. You know, like, people still very much latch on to this album. I don't think... I will say, because I work with teenagers, and they don't... None of them I know care about these bands like they I will say they love teens love My Chemical Romance that's what I'm saying yes that's what I was gonna say teens love Panic at the Disco and My Chemical Romance those two cool. bands have like lasted and my current 13 year old people like listen to those bands that's so sick but meanwhile Taking Back Sunday has like totally it's like just for pe like 13 year olds are not discovering Taking Back Sunday yeah I wonder why I mean I'm okay with it honestly yeah it's fine <laughs> like I think My Chem has slightly less problematic lyrics yeah plus sure it's so. not binary yeah, and, like, and writes goth. about things outside of, like, women who have wronged him. Yeah, like, besides girls, there's nothing in this album about anything other than, like, girls or friends. Like, yes. There's no other... Which is very, like, that's a very teenage-oriented Yeah, it's so thing. myopic. It's like... Yeah. Yeah, it's very specific. Yeah, and I will say, yeah, like, my chem is more um, ambitious. Like, they write, they have, like, you know, concept albums. They write about, you know, like, death and other things. Yeah. So it would make sense that, you know, people latch on to that. It's more, like, not, like, timeless, but it just, it makes more sense. In a way that's more expansive. And especially because all my kids are, like, you know, like, gay. So maybe there'd be a different... Because it's so obsessed with, like, women and girls. Yeah, and I think at the time, so. like, talking about dis disidentification, it's like, 
I listened to this because we didn't have that many yeah. other options. Right. But I feel like now you could listen to you could listen to better. There things. are a lot of other options. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying yesterday where I was like, oh, imagine if like, you know, women, other people who are not men had access and like half of the emo bands were had non-men in them. Yeah. Like and how much different my life would have been. Or how, like, like, we don't need Adam Lazar's emotional vocabulary in 2018. No, like, we do not. Nope. We don't. We don't need to be outside people's windows. Yeah. <laughs> there are other... Yeah, it would have been different if the industry had taken a chance on some <laughs> girl bands or queer bands. Yeah. But like, alas. whatever. Yeah, I mean, emo is a very specific... Like, a lot of the people in it are, like, privileged, privileged suburban kids. So, um, Okay. Great. Cool. Any any final thoughts? No, I think we've, we can close the book on it. <laughs> <laughs> don't call your name out my, my name okay <laughs> don't don't be outside people's windows yeah don't do anything that adam says in any of his songs no. ever that's not, my advice not a not a role model as a 30 year old that's my advice <laughs> not a role model a lot of bad co- <laughs> bad coping mechanisms yes emotional health in 2019 yeah. manifesting get a therapist i hope adam lazara has a good therapist yeah. That's all. That's all okay, gonna thanks. <laughs> oh yeah, thank you, Miyashi. Thanks, Jamie, for You can tell all your friends to listen to Seeing It This Way online at SoundCloud.com/seeingitthisway and follow us on Facebook. If you liked what Neon had to say, check them out at Neon Psy on Twitter or neon-hq.tumblr.com.